Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome to the 20 by 20 podcast. And we are your host, Nathan McFly with it's your nigga Woodrow, man. Shout out to the nation of domination. Yeah, one yo, time, yo, time, yo, 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 mate. This might be the year. One this time might be for the, the year. 2020 for the 2020 year, 2020. And we out here. Yeah, baby. Yeah. 2020. Doing the first episode of the 2020. <laughs> yo, bro. It's fucking 2020. They ain't not one flying car. Ain't we not nothing. living in the Jetsons. Ain't nothing what Back to the Future 2 told us, bro. We still living in the Jeffersons. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Word up. Nasty. In 2020, you got fucking reality stars starting wars with fucking other countries and shit. Like, shit is crazy. Crazy this times, is, This is exactly, exactly what's supposed to come, man. Look who we, look who we put it in charge of shit. The craziest of titties. For real. For real. But uh, other than that, <laughs> 2020 definitely started off a little weird, but this is definitely going to be a really good year for us. Yeah, I think I think it's going to, it's gonna we're going to turn, we we're gonna turn that, that corner. We're we going to turn speak, that. We got to speak that into uh, fruition. I don't know. If exactly. Yeah, fruition. Yeah. <laughs> um, we sipping on that boot cannons. You know what I'm saying? Why not? Some leftovers from New Year's. Um, but yeah, man, 2020 is definitely going to be a good year for us. Um, so yeah, let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. I, I feel like, I mean, folks, yo, it's, it's a, it's a lot of things here and there just like, cause there's so much fucking wrestling content out, not even only on the internet, but like live on TV, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. and it's, it's fucking insane. So just seeing all that, I was watching backstage, like some, um, clips of backstage and Booker T was talking about they were asking Booker T like yo you think you could come back out to wrestle one more time because you know he had like that little confrontation with the re- revival and he's like yo I've been talking to my brother see if he want to do it you know like maybe you could just do a nice little match against the revival but he's like what I'm looking forward to this year is tag team wrestling he says you know he's a specialist in it blah 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 all that shit and Booker T like out of nowhere he's like you never know sometime this year you see me managing the Street Profits mm. he's like I think they're gonna have a fantastic year shout out to Booker T to you know put in put in the color on the no, I like that I like that I, could, I, could I thought that was dope I could definitely see him being a part of the what Street Profits got going on that, and that's why I was telling you I was like yo what what do you think about like that collective right there having Booker T in the corner because to be honest Booker T still looked like a nigga that could go in the ring. Yeah, like, he don't look question. broken down or nothing. Do you think Booker T can be the one to bring back the nation of, of domination? domination. <laughs> Booker T with the street profits, bro. Booker T street profits, and then he go pick up Apollo Crews and shit. Come on, man, yo, somebody, anybody, if you li- SOS, if you listening to this, bring back the fucking nation of domination, man. I need an all black faction. In WWE, and I ain't talking about the fucking New Day. I need some serious brothers in there. I... <laughs> Shout out to Big E. I fucks with you. Every time I see you on TV, you're doing some nasty moves. <laughs> you're becoming the nasty move man. 
Every yeah. time I see you, I think it's it nasty thigh moves. <laughs> You're bringing back, yo. He made what was it? He's welcoming it in. Nah, he, what he gave, what they told, they they told Bron Bron. It was like, you want these hips? Oh yeah 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 yeah. You gonna get these hips, <laughs> yo? Big E has been bringing the hips forever. Nasty. <laughs> All right, but on a serious like, I could see them like. I know they won't. Yeah. But I can see them bringing back Denisha, man. But I see Booker T and uh, Street Profits. I can see that. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, I think it's a great pairing just because I know he'll understand that team. He understand what, what they're trying to do and where they're coming from. They have, like, kind of like the same type of flow as, like, early Harlem T. Harlem T. I'm not talking about the legends themselves, just, like, earlier in their days, like, where they both had power, but Booker T was the one moving more in the ring. You know what I'm saying? But the Street Profits is a little more 50-50 where you got the power guy who could really move and then the guy who's just, like, finesse with his moves. Like, he has probably one of the prettiest drop kicks out right now, bro, mm. Montez. So I feel like, you know, just that energy that he could bring, maybe as King Booker or just fucking just him himself, that shit's going to be fire. I think he he's a, he's a great addition to that, I know to we, that tag team. Man. I know we're going to get into it, but... Uh, Street Profits um, beefing with the Usos would be fire. Ooh. The fucking promos, the promos they're gonna would get, be they're crazy. Gonna at each other, it would be fire. It's going to be some East Coast, West Coast shit and shit. Word up. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of beef, pause. <laughs> um, yo, you know what's pretty funny? The whole 50 Cent and French Montana shit. Yo. Yeah, they're going in. They're going in, bro. They're going in, but it's pretty funny. They're doing photoshops. They're Vince, doing... Vince needs to jump in and be like, yo. Yo, you want to handle this? Handle this in, shit in, in the WrestleMania. WrestleMania. <laughs> Winner wins a Bugatti. Some, some updated 2021 shit. Word. Some shit that Vince could definitely afford. For real, man. All right. Oh. <laughs> yo, that would be fucking Pause, but I could definitely see French Montana and 50 fucking wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I could definitely see French pulling up in like a fucking leotard type <laughs> shit with the fucking shorts like nasty or natural libre <laughs> the leopard print 50 coming in with fucking basketball shorts dirty basketball shorts <laughs> it's bad news brown flow bro crazy oh man that's crazy and yo shout out to everybody that's been showing love to our last couple of posts and stuff we're gonna keep putting um, you know, like surprise entrance and how would you feel if this person won the rumble or entered on rumble, whatever it may be. So we'll put that up there and we'll have it up there and, you know, just view it. Keep, you know, drop a comment too. let us know something. If you got somebody in mind that we haven't put up yet, we just started this week, you know, let us know and we'll put it down, you know, and then we'll tag you on that shit too. Word. But, uh, another thing, uh, with, with, we talked about Booker. Uh, Andrade one week winning the fucking U.S. title. Next week, he's getting married. That's he's love. He's engaged. That's love. Shout out to him and, you know, Charlotte, I guess. You know? Charlotte, she looked good <laughs> outside the ring. In the ring, she be looking, you know, I don't know. But, like, seeing those pictures of her, like, with him on New Year's, she was looking cute and shit. I was like, oh, that's, that's what's up. My son got a baddie, all right. You know, and stepping into that family. That Rick you know Flair. what I'm saying? Being a part of that. 
you know, that could definitely boost your career, I guess, in a sense. Somewhat, right? Um, okay, why not? So, shout out to Andrade, man. Yeah. Word up. Uh, let, let me ask you a question, bro. Talk like, to me. What are you expecting for this upcoming year? Like, 2020 should be a big year for wrestling. Okay. Um, you know, it's basically a fresh start for everything that's established right now to see what they're going to do this year. Like, yeah. what they're really going to bring. Yeah, definitely. So, what do you expect in the coming year for pro wrestling? Well, what do I expect is AEW changing their product. And we've seen it with, like, their first uh, Dynamite of the New Year. You've seen more backstage segments, uh, in-ring promos, stuff to, like, basically flow a story, make it flow. Not you know, and they're and they're doing this for the casual fan because I know that the casual fans not watching BTE. A lot of the stories get put through there. They have to have that translation from the internet to the main screen. They have TNT now, right? You know, like some some of those BTE cuts, they gotta have to cut it short and focus on what's going on to make help. I mean, to help the the, the story flow through whatever matches they going they're going with because they can't just have random matches all the fucking time. With no with no meaning to it, so it has mean, to have some type of meaning. So you mean they they need to like structure their storylines yeah. and really like get their fucking top wrestlers in order, definitely their mid carders in order, definitely their bottom cards in order, like get everything. Yeah, situated. you can because to be honest, and I I see what they're doing. They're not exposing too many of their talent that they have signed. All right, boom. So let's do this right now. Okay. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to name a wrestler. All right. And you're going to tell me if they should be mid-card or... or uh, mid-card, main-card, okay. Yeah. Let's go. All right. Your boy that paints his face. Darby Allen. Yeah. Needs to be the top of the mid-card. So mid-card. So you're putting him in your mid-card? If, if, but the thing is, this is the thing. They need a belt. They need a second singles belt for the men. If so they, that mid-card can go in. Yeah, and, and make that make that shit mean something. Make that mean that that's the bridge to get to the world title. Darby Allen is young. He's fired. He's and fired. I always told you, he's gonna. that's the future AEW. But he needs something to catapult him to the main event level. Like He needs to like rule a section. It could be the mid-card. The mid-card could be fire. They got mad wrestlers. The mid-card could be stupid fire. He could have great matches with the mid-card. Run through it and then go for the top of the mountain. Make that shit the story because I think I feel like his talent deserves that much. To make it look like, yeah, this motherfucker was nice back then, but like look how he is now in the main event. In the main event. That's a different scene. People could say that they don't feel the pressure, whatever it is, they just go out and perform. But, dude, you're going from being the person everybody's rooting for to going into a big-ass probably venue with a fucking superstar who's been there and done that before. This is your first time around? Nigga, you're going you to be shook. You're going to have to learn how to fucking deal with all that shit. That's what the mid-card is for. Deal with that shit at first. You deal with being that nigga. And when that time comes, you just got to be ready, bro. Right. Not everybody's ready to go straight to the top. And where would you put MJF? Put him in the same area. 
In the mid, I, I don't see MJF as a main event wrestler in AEW just because. Ever? Not ever. Right now. But right now. Okay, yeah. But right now. Okay. I don't see him like that right now. Okay. You know, we haven't seen much from him in the ring. The stuff that I've seen of him doing in the indies, it was cool. You know, he just has a lot of character. He knows how to fucking engage with the fans, whether it be negative or positive. He's he has that gift. You know what I'm saying? So he's gonna be he's gonna be AEW champion at one point. Yeah, I'm not trying to name like obviously like you got your Jericho, Pac, yeah. Omega. But Who would you, you put Omega? Omega Omega needs to be at the top. One thing I want to see this year with pro wrestling, especially AEW, is Omega having a meaningful world title. The title run that he had in Japan was just like, eh. Like, everybody was so happy that he won. Right? Everybody was so happy when he finally won the fucking championship. Right. But just the whole the whole title. And this is the thing with Japan. They do a lot of tag matches. They do an immense amount. Like, way more than WWE. They do in tag matches. Just when the guy has that... that that championship, especially one that's been fighting for it for like three years to get it, you gotta have something built special for him. Special feuds. Um, him having some type of record going on, being undefeated as champion, you know, shit like that. Yeah, but all right. <clears throat> I mean, Kenny Omega has had some some matches with some top tier dudes though. Yeah. But as a you know, as the year was was ending off, like, winding he was down, ending okay. up in random, random tag, tag matches, matches yeah. and you know he 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 defeated Kip Saban, who we're gonna put him in the mid, right? No, I to be honest, the way they have him now is like a whatever. Like he's not a jobber because every everybody that watches AEW, so he's not even fans, a mid. But they they're not even stationing him as that. Like, then now they're going to put him into a few with Joey Janela that makes sense. How That's what I'm saying. With the first AEW Dynamite of the year, they build a story. And a story that was the easiest to build. Because Kip Saban, his girlfriend, his real-life girlfriend, is Penelope. Penelope Ford. She's in AEW. Okay. She used to run through the indies with Joey Janela. That that was the, the, the blonde chick that was always with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to the point where they they made it they made it seem like within their storyline like their boyfriend and girlfriend and stuff, you know what I'm saying? And that's the easiest story to tell right there. And her giving Joey Janela the kick to the balls, that started everything. That's her saying like, "Yo, all this thing is doing is losing. I'm I'm going with my man." Like that that that's easy to tell right there. B. But what I'm saying is, and what I, the point I was trying to get to was like, Kenny Omega. Sadly, in WW in um, AEW, is a fucking mid carder. Right? He's a mid carder in AEW. Look, way- look who's wrestling. Just listen to. I think he, what I was trying right. to say was he. All right, to end the year, right? He had three tag matches. Okay. Back to back, he teamed with Adam Page once. Mm-hmm. Well, twice he teamed with Adam Page, and then he teamed with the Elite. Okay. With um, the, the Bucks. Bucks. The Bucks, yeah. Right? Before that, he wrestled Kip Saban. He beat him. He beat Dragon Lee. Okay. That, that was in AAA. All right. He, okay, had, he had that 
dope ass fucking match with Pac. Yes, right? he had a dope match with Ray Phoenix as well. But Pac is the top. Yeah, I will put him up there. Um, Jack Evans. What would we put in Jack? Well, Evans? Jack Evans, he's part of the tag team with Angelico. All right, but where would we put him? They're 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 low they're a low card tag team. Exactly, they're a low card tag team. All right, he had the match with John Moxley that was fire. Okay, John Moxley main eventer. And then like other than that, like then you go back to like you know the match he had with Joey Janela. Yeah. And low mid carding. Yeah, like he had two matches with Joey Janela. The point is like, though he is one hundred percent a top tier fucking dude. They're not. They're not they're treating him. Treating so. him like a mid. That's what I'm saying. I. I think they're treating him just as like a part-time wrestler that comes in whenever they need him. That's it. That's how I see it now. And it and it and then people are gonna listen to this shit and be like, "Yo, this motherfucker's bugging." No, but like, what does he have? Been, what has he been a part of? Like, yeah, he had that story with John Moxley because that's something that that was brewing already that they build themselves and put it on TV. But besides that, what else? Seriously, what else? Yeah, he had, like, the little shit with Jericho. Like, he's had... Yeah, I, but with the shit with Jericho was out there in Japan. You know what I'm saying? The shit with Pac, yeah, whatever. You lost and you eventually you lost. That's it. That shit is way over debt. So what is it now? For me, 2000, uh, for 2020, I want to see more Kenny Omega being yes. Kenny Omega. Yes, especially that we got him in the States, bro. That Why is, not? That is one thing that I, I want to see from AEW. And they need to do it because he he could run that show. Yeah, definitely. Um, another thing I want to see, but I want to see happen in the WWE is Samoa Joe finally getting a major singles run on the main roster. I mean, he's done it in NXT, but him getting like a real big push, bro. I want to see him fucking beat Lesnar at WrestleMania. Mm. That would be fire. Fire. Everybody, oh, but you're going to push another 40-year-old? This motherfucker could have great matches with anybody. His fucking mic game is crazy, bro. And he looks believable enough to beat Brock Lesnar because of the match they had before. And the way that whole story went. Let him run with it. It doesn't have to be no eight months. You know, you can let him run with it for like four or five months. And then... Build somebody up there, young cat that could take it and run with it. I just feel like the whole aura around around beating Brock Lesnar for a title is practically like dead for a young nigga to come up because it's like, all right, this motherfucker lost to fucking Seth Rollins twice, and that happened really after that. He's back with the titles. He's back with the title, so. Oh, yeah, he lost to Seth Rollins. Like, you know, it was pretty believable, yeah. I guess. You know, it was definitely a dope finish. You know, but now it got to be somebody believable. You can't just, like, put some... I feel like you can't just put some new nigga with Brock Lesnar and just make him lose. Unless, like, Brock Lesnar, like, really loves that talent. He has more respect for, for veterans. And I feel like he has that respect for Samoa Joe. Because the match they had, the match they had at Great Balls of Fire about, I think it was like three years ago, three, four years ago, it was for the Universal title. And the whole story going into it, this nigga Samojo used to sneak attack him, put him in a choke home, put that nigga to sleep. 
So it's like, yo, Brock is not doing that for just anybody. And right. I feel like he could, he, he'll pass that title along. And Joe, just by having the aura of beating Brock Lesnar the way he the way he did, let's say like he beat him with a chokehold, it's going to elevate the star power. Just let him go on a dominant run and just have somebody ready to take it. Yeah, right now, Samoa Joe is back. Yep. And Brock Lesnar... I read some shit saying that he's going to make multiple appearances before the Royal Rumble. So Yeah, I mean, they got what, three weeks? See what happens. Until the Rumble. So, like, they got to build. They got to build. And right now, for the next three to four months, Brock has to be on call, bro. It's the road to WrestleMania. It's the most important three to four months of the WWE calendar to me. This, and then comes the summer, because the summer's where you see shit coming together. I mean, I mean, I know back in the day it was really like that, but now you see you see it within certain storylines, like the summer builds into like what may or may not happen the next couple of months, so it's a good thing to see. Um, another thing I want to see with this year, I really want to see the Bucks and Cody turn heel. I feel that when the Bucks were heels in New Japan, they had a really a really dope, you know, like aura about them. Just them, you know, doing cheating moves and like their the facial expressions and them not giving a shit about shit. Like, I feel like that's needed in AEW, especially the the EVPs, you could say. I'll be dope. I think them and Cody turning heel. Cody, Cody's always been a fucking great heel, so. Yeah, I, I honestly, like, I don't want to see Cody go full heel because his, like, his character is needed. Mm. Where like it just seems like he's just being Cody Rhodes, just like a regular person. William Wallace. Yeah, like he's just being a regular ass person. He's not being a fucking wrestler. So every time he beefs with somebody, it's like deeper than wrestling. Mm. <laughs> and I like that. Um, but I can definitely see the young bucks. Somebody needs to like just to break that cycle. You know what I'm saying? Just to Break away from the, oh, we came in together and we're fucking buddies, whatever. There has to be a situation where the young bucks can flip on Cody or they can flip on, you know, whoever's in that circle. Whoever yeah. else it is. Who is it? Oh, um, Omega. Omega. You know. Cody Bucks and Omega. But I feel like they should turn on Omega. Like, yeah. they, 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 that, those are stories they can do that will last through the year into like a big event. This is another thing. This year, I want to see AEW really hold, like, this is our WrestleMania as as Mm, event. You know what I'm saying? You want them to establish Yes, I want them to establish an event that's going to have a part two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, or whatever. That right there, they're going to be like, yo, this is the event of all events. This is what is going to separate AEW from everything else. This is what AEW is going to be known for. Is that their all-in? Why not make it all in? You had all in, all out. Just put all in three, or I don't, whatever, bro. Yeah. I feel like that brand is theirs. They just need to capitalize on it. Yeah. And make it like, oh, this is, like I said, our main, our WrestleMania. You know. Yeah, what I'm I agree with that. That that would be dope. Every every uh, and then, every then, promotion has that. Yeah, and then it all it all builds up to some you you as a talent is gonna be like, yo, I want a main event this year. 
You know what I'm saying? I want a main event WrestleMania. I want a main event final battle for ROH. I want a main event Starcade. People that was in WCW. Yeah. You know? All that, bro. Wrestle Kingdom with fucking New Japan. Halfway through that shit, I got to see the other half. But, uh, I mean, another thing that's very, very uh, interesting is that New Japan is off Access TV now. Hmm. So there's a rumor going around, of course, per Dave Pendejo, a.k.a. Dave Meltzer. This motherfucker is talking about that because New Japan didn't want to work with Impact Wrestling and they already signed a contract with Impact Access TV to broadcast their shit. He's like, no, we're not going to broadcast your shit. Hmm. Why? Huh? Why? Because they wanted New Japan athletes on the Impact show and Impact athletes on the New Japan show, but they didn't want to like do a... So you can only get it through their network? That's all you're going to get New Japan now. That's real. You know? Hating ass, but... I mean, Impact is in a weird place right now. Impact is in a very weird place. And it's the funny thing is, is that it Impact started off super strong. Oh, yeah. You know, with, with their tag division, uh, a couple of singles wrestlers. And I don't know. It's like, yo, when probably I would say the core, like the core of like their their fucking whole existence, really Impact at the moment, which was LAX. LAX or Santana and Ortiz, they're the fucking most, the most reigning um, tag team champions in Impact. And they're gone. The, and they're gone. You know what I mean? And they had the best segments. And then you put them with the Lucha Bros. You thought you were going to have the Lucha Bros. That them motherfuckers bounce through. And they're gone. You're like, you get, you still got Brian Cage around that Scarlett Bordeaux, basically the hottest girl in the, in the fucking company. Se fue. Se fue. She's in NXT. Maria, uh, se fue. Yeah, Killer Cross. He's out of here. Might be in NXT. Might be in WWE. What you got now, you still got Sammy Callahan, who's a great draw. You got Tessa Blanchard, but Tessa Blanchard's working on, like, dates. Like, yo, like, she's not even under contract. She's about to get out of there. Coño. Hay mucho. Yo, a lot of people are leaving. And, so that's the, and, and it's, it's, it's making a big impact on impact. Yeah. Because I couldn't tell you. Is he just the guy that does the dick move? Is he like one of the only guys that's left? And then and then he wants to talk about Liv Morgan and uh, and Lana. And he's over here having people hug on his shit. Like, fuck it. what are you doing, bro? Nasty. The dick move? That's a nasty That's move. nasty, bro. Yo, how you come up with that, first of all? How you like, yo? He said he wanted to bring Sleazy back to wrestling. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Grab my shit. And then pretend that I'm flipping you with it. <laughs> yo. That shit is wild, bro. And then he feel mad proud of himself afterwards. Like That yeah. shit is wild. It's a dirty move. Yeah. You're a dirty, dirty no, man. No shout out title. That's... Yeah. I don't even know his name. I he's just the... Joey Ryan. He's just... Uh, well... He's still the guy just with the dick move. <laughs> yo, what do you see for The Fiend in 2020? Um, Yo, honestly, man. The Fiend. I mean, he's just becoming a, a regular wrestler. You know? Okay. Um, 
it's almost like how like Undertaker when he first made his debut and he was just like, oh my god, it's the Undertaker. And then after a while, like obviously you have to continue to put him in matches, so he just becomes like almost regular at, at some point. Um, I just look for the Fiend to just continue to push it, man. Just push it, like let's just take a shot to like really, really disturb people and see where it goes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think you can get away with it on Fox, so it's good that he's on the SmackDown show. But I, I, I would really love for them to really push it to the next level, like how they did with The Undertaker, like, you know, and just, like, when, even when they hung Stone Cold on that fucking, on that symbol, like, okay. shit like that, just taking it to the next fucking level and just seeing what happens, you know, like, just keep getting darker and darker. Gotcha. Like, when you compared him to The Undertaker and, like, his pure dominance on shit, the way I see The Fiend is, like, on the early Undertaker before that casket match with Yokozuna. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have to have, I feel, this one person who just runs around not giving a fuck. Like, Yoko was out here just basically throwing 600 pounds on the nigga's chest, breaking cavities and shit. Like, yo, that motherfucker's crazy. With The Fiend... It could be like he can't be stopped until mad niggas come and fuck him up. You know, think they send him away. Like the same shit they did with Undertaker at, at that Royal Rumble against Yokozuna. Yokozuna needed like 12 niggas from the back to go fuck up the Undertaker and then put him into the casket and then send him away. Motherfucker pops up on the screen and shit like that. Like they need something like that. You know, you already made the Fiend feel a little super supernatural type. So exactly, you have to make this a reality. Like you have no selling moves. A lot of strong moves you have them no selling. So do something like this. Like the Fiend is, is starting to get love, just like the Undertaker did when he when he turned face. Like it's like oh you can't. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't fight that. And it is early. It hasn't it is been a full year with this character. Yeah, look, Undertaker. What he he came in in ninety, right? I would say ninety ninety one at that Survivor Series with Teddy Biasi. And then that fucking Royal Rumble was Royal Rumble 94. So you're talking about a three-year gap where he won the title off of fucking Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan won it back, and then he just went around fucking niggas up and just being like this unstoppable force for a little while, but not being shown so much, just like The Fiend. The Fiend's not being shown so much. Right. But when it's time for this motherfucker to lose, because you got you to gotta reshape the it's story a, a little deal. bit, yeah, it has to be a big deal. It's a big deal. To, like, if Daniel Bryan beats him, it has to be because all the good niggas from the back that's been fucked over by The Fiend comes out and fucks this nigga up. Which is like the Miz. You know? the Not even. You have all of them. It doesn't, you know what? It doesn't have to be all faces. It could be faces and heels. You'll have The Miz, Seth. I don't know. They, they all come out because these are the people that's been fucked over by The Fiend. Fuck, even Jerry Lawler. Fuck that nigga. Let that nigga get into the ring and get a kick in on The Fiend. Um, one thing that if you notice, like Mankind, like these type of characters, like Mankind, he had the uh, boiler room brawl. Yeah. You know, like the boiler room match became a thing. Mm. Undertaker brought the casket match. You know what I'm saying? Like, The Fiend has, I guess, the red match, the red light match. Well, that, that, was, that was just a cage match. He just, does, he just does this shit with the red lights. There's just... There's an opportunity here to really make The Fiend what 
Mankind and The Undertaker was, what Kane was. Like, these, like, really special characters that not only entertain you, they scare you. Not only, you know, they, 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 they disturb you. When fucking Mankind used to, like, rip his hair off his head. Yeah. And wham, that fucking you know, noise. that squeal. That shit was, like, kind of, like, hey, what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, shut up, bro. You know, but, um, I think The Fiend has that. And I think WWE really needs to just take a chance. Like, fuck it. Take a chance. See what happens, man. Deal with the fucking backlash. But go in, yo. Go in on it. Make it fucking legendary. Because, honestly, characters like this don't come around often. They don't. And you can easily fuck it up and make it just a marketable gimmick, you know, which I'm sure Bray Wyatt is capable of pulling off. Or you can make it some extra dark shit for a quick second like Mankind and then make Mankind a fucking national treasure and became fucking Mick Foley. Same thing like with Undertaker. We fucking became Keto yeah. fucking Halloway. Keto take Keto Halloway. <laughs> and, you know, we love him. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... Oh, shit. I think uh, The Fiend is in a similar position. So I, I see big things happening for The Fiend character in 2020. I mean, I also see big things happening for him, but I just think there needs to be a transition. Like, he can't just be the fiend for so long like he's over here non-selling moves like how many people are you gonna have him beat they already got they already got rumors going around saying that Roman's gonna win the fucking rumble and face the fiend is he gonna be the one that'll be dope yeah but I feel like it shouldn't just be one person like build on the strength of the fiend you know what I'm saying like I said like yo bring out mad niggas to fuck this nigga up let it be like a nose bar match that everybody come on get they get they licks in because they feel like they were wronged by this Right. You know? See what happens. Because if Roman win that Rumble, oh, man. I mean, he, he hasn't been getting booed since he got back. But I just feel like sometimes if he does something big like that, people are going to turn against it. Well, he actually got a big cheer when when he uh, teamed up with Daniel Bryan. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like that should be a match. A, he actually got a bigger ovation than Daniel Bryan. I think that should be the match for WrestleMania, him versus Daniel Bryan. Doesn't have to be for a title or anything, just them, their names. They had a great match before, a number one contenders match, so go to WrestleMania. Uh, I think it was WrestleMania 31, yeah, against Brock Lesnar. This could be a really good match. I feel like that's something they, they need to be they need to build for for uh WrestleMania, Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns. Let's see. We shall see. Yeah, we shall see. We shall see. So, Marty Skull, free agent, appears on NWA Power. Young Umbrella. (laughs) He wants to get... He wants to get his NWA title shot. He's He's over here thinking, like, why I can't be world champion. He's held a whole bunch of different types of cruiserweight division type belts and thinks about why he cannot just be world champ. So he wants to shot at the world championship with Nick Aldis. The only reason why I'm talking about Marty Skull is because for some reason in me, I think that he is going to go to WWE. Mm. And this next pay-per-view event where he faces Nick Aldis is two days before the Royal Rumble. 
do you see him as a surprise entrant into the Rumble? Um, I mean, honestly, it would be dope, but I don't know. I don't really see it happening, unfortunately. Nah, that would be fire, though, man. Yo, but also, has he had any matches in NWA? Then why the no, fuck like is the only he demanding he, or... The only time that he's ever fought, I guess, because like ROH and NWA did this thing over over the summer last year, and he had an NWA title shot against Nick Aldis. But they're just building into the story of him and Nick Aldis knowing each other since they first started in the industry, and he's the hottest free agent out there. Right. And he showed up at their last pay-per-view event and caused a stir, and right. he's, com- he's, he's coming for the top. He's not going to come for anything else. All right. I mean, I fucks with him. Yeah. But, um, you know, that whole, like, oh, I held this title over here and that title over there, so I deserve a title shot over here. Nah, I'm not with that. Because you, you're not going to do that in WWE. No. You're not going to be like, I held the NWA Heavyweight Championship. I, I need a title shot. No, you're not going to do that. Not over here. Not over here. Not, not, in, not in WWE. But <laughs> well, I just feel that... He can do whatever he wants at the moment. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants. And one thing he said within his interviews when he's in NWA is like the lost, like like the lost art of surprise. Like the whole surprise effect in wrestling is over with. And, you know, Austin talked about this shit. And we talked about it before how like just, just that whole shock value is gone. And, you know... I agree. And it sucks because it's like, all right, if these guys, like, let's say Meltzer or any other, like, Sean Rossap, like, those guys that are in the know, like, they know people within the organization. It's like, why are you giving out this information? I feel feel like like the organization sometimes are are told, yeah, yeah, give that information. Let's see what it does. No, of course. But then I'm like, damn, man, why? Like... Well, let me ask you, like... So what would be a good surprise? Like, what's a good way for Marty Skrull to enter WWE, let's say? In the Rumble. That wouldn't be a a good surprise. It it would be, bro. You know what would be a better surprise to me? And I think it would make for a pretty good opening feud for him. Is if he answered... Alistair's door? Yep. That would be dope. That would be dope. Damn. But he he would have to be the one to beat Alistair Black. Why? I just I just feel like it, it, I, know, I don't think it would be that. I don't think it would be just one match. I think you know I think that would start a, a best of seven. I think a it would best start of a, seven that yeah, would be dope. It would just start a one of those feuds that has nothing to do with a title. It's just literally just two wrestlers that are dope that are just like constantly like going at each other. That would be good. I mean, they're doing that with Buddy Murphy now. You know what I'm saying? They're doing that with Buddy Murphy now. And and look, listen, man. Buddy Murphy is a great, great, talented athlete. I mean, even LP pointed this out. Like he has like Kenny Omega type vibes and shit into the Buddy in, in, into Buddy Murphy. Like he feels that from him. Like even when those matches when he was going back and forth with uh, holy shit, Cedric Alexander. Sorry, just. 
fucking lost my thought there. But when he was going back and forth with Cedric Alexander and then winning the title in, in his hometown, he has that appeal. But he suffers from the same shit a lot of other young up-and-comers suffer from. He gets no fucking pop coming into the ring. His music doesn't move the crowd. Nothing. But when you see him in the ring, everybody that's there is like, oh, oh, oh. They, they react to him. It's like, yo, react to when he comes out. Even if it's booze, but this he is, needs a reaction. And, bro, this just takes me back to my question when we were talking about Humberto. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are you giving the fans? Like, re- what is something that they can connect with you with? Yeah. Like, the fact that, like, Daniel Bryant, he's, look at him. He doesn't seem like anything. Like, he's just a regular fucking looking guy. Yeah. But that yes movement shit. Yeah. That's different. It makes him connect with the crowd. Exactly. So it's like, yeah, you're a dope wrestler, but at the same time, you're bringing, you're giving the fans this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're making it easy for them to connect with you. What the same, does he have a slogan? Does he have anything? No, no. That's what I'm saying. A lot of these don't have it. <laughs> they just don't got it, and they need. They don't to, have their own brand. Like I, I, while you know, while be giving, they're being given a moment <clears throat> or an opportunity to showcase their talents. Obviously, you have talents. That's why you're there. Yeah. But what else do you have? And you know what I'm saying? Like he's one of those people that Buddy Murphy. He's dope wrestler, but. I mean, look at what Shorty G had to do. Yeah, but he, and he's still not getting a pop from the crowd. He only gets it when he's in the ring. That's he's getting more of a pop. Now we're we're than putting he did a before. list together of people we want to see draw a reaction from the crowd. Well, he's he's getting he's getting more of a pop now than he did before. Yeah, because at least he has something attached to him that you can also recognize after the wrestling. Because you can you can definitely say that Gable is a dope wrestler. Yeah. But the fact that you get to call him Shorty G and the fact that you get to like poke fun at his fucking like attire, you know, looking like he's wearing a fucking Catholic school basketball uniform. <laughs> Shout out to St. Michael's. Yeah, for real. <laughs> dominance. Like, I, you know, like, give me something. So until fucking Buddy Murphy and all these guys give me something, like, they're just going to stay in that same situation. It's crazy, man, because, yo, we listed, like, some really, really dope-ass fucking wrestlers, yep. and they're just missing one thing in order to make that shit pop. Missing one thing. I mean, look, Kofi's throwing pancakes. Chill. Right? And that's the thing. That's his thing. Like, you expect to see Kofi throw pancakes when he comes, when his shirts and everything's going to be associated with him throwing pancakes. That's his thing. Mm-hmm. It's just shit like that. Like, you just need something. You need something. that You, you gotta, just can't be nice in the ring. You got to connect with the crowd on the way out and on the way in and out. Why the fuck you think Dusty Rose is red dust? Putting <laughs> all that fucking makeup on and all that shit. He's still Dusty Rose. But he got to bring something Dustin, else to the fucking... Dustin, Dustin, Dustin. Dustin Rose, pardon. Word. R.I.P. <laughs> we got to bring something else to the table. Yep. You know, so... Brand it's... over. <laughs> <laughs> but it's something to look forward to, man. Like, these guys really, really need to... 
get that last part of their character and make it work at least for 2020. Those are the type. Those are the the guys that I want to see go in. But uh, yo, dude, this wedding was Jerry Springer nasty, bro. Hot topic. Hot topic. Over three million views on YouTube. That's. Well, on the WWE page, yeah. it's at like four million. Jesus! And at some other page, it's at like three million. So I forgot whose page it was. It's like somebody, wow. something associated with it, but whatever. Like, yeah, that's like hot topic. You know, I I, I read some story that Vince has like been away from the Raw and SmackDowns. He hasn't like really been. At the taping, um, you know, at the taping yeah. or whatever, and he made it a point to be there to watch the wedding. Really? Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is something like, you know, people are making fun of it or whatever, but it's still getting a lot of fucking attention. Yeah. And it's bringing a lot of different topics to it. You know, where you, you know, they're talking about marriage, they're talking about, you know, um, sexual relations and shit. They're talking about being unfaithful and they're talking about sex. It's just talking about mad different shit, you know, in one storyline that honestly, kudos to WWE for continuing this storyline <laughs> over the fucking, what, it's been like three months with this shit. Yo, they've, they've held. They held their own. Like, they, they made sure that this was, like, a, a recurring thing. Like, which is great. Like, we fucking, like, thank you for fucking finally sticking with a storyline. Because you guys love to fucking Change do shit, shit for three months or uh, three weeks and then start some new shit. But, yeah, like, with everything involved in, in, in that storyline, I, you know, it is, it, it's entertaining. It has nothing to do with in-ring wrestling. Yeah. It's just regarding wrestlers and supposing personal shit they got going on. I also see some other shit that was saying that Lana and Liv actually had a relationship. That's fire. Because they're like close, <laughs> they're like close friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, supposedly they had like, you know, some little girl on girl shit going on. Okay, and Rusev is just like, okay, I'm already. Yeah, I don't know if Rusev was involved. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't know if Rusev was ever involved in it, but you know, supposedly like their best friends, and and they had like those moments. Oh wow! So you know, bringing that to the light is pretty dope. So it's I, I different. It. It's a it's a different uh, twist towards the marriage story that they always tell. So, I mean, a lot of people is like, yo, they don't like how they're just putting, you know, using the. Um, LGBTQ. Am I, am I saying that right? I don't know. But like using that type of lifestyle community in order to pop ratings. And it's wrestlers that, you know, do stupid shit like we we talked about before. Like, why are you talking shit about this? Like, they didn't, you know, like... Has none, I mean, obviously... They just kept it trashing the way they were throwing cake around and shit and the fight starts, but... There was no type of like. I don't think that has anything. I mean, yo, people are gonna have their opinions, whatever. But at the end of the day, the views are showing that you know it's this working. Is something that it's people working. are looking at. So, yeah, I fucks with it. Ah, uh, yeah, I fucks with it too. Yeah, that shit with fucking. It was so bad that I had to keep looking. Oh my god, his, yo, he painted his, his eyebrows. 
No, but then oh, when he when he made out her and his makeup came off yeah. on her. Yo, but about the eyebrows, because we did post. Yes, we, we did post, post both. And we did ask the question like, yo, well, those eyebrows. And everybody's really? saying no. Like one person said, he probably has the that deficiency where he can't grow. Like he's like a young Villanueva. <laughs> young that, Charlie. Yeah, zero hair in his body, no eyebrows, no head hair, no ear hair, no nose yo, hair. Oh, that's no crazy. Just. Just a straight, smooth baby. Just straight skin. Straight baby ass. <laughs> bald head like a baby ass. Yo, because actually bald head is fucking immaculate pause. So there's no way that that shit is not like genetically. Yeah, it like, right? Some, there's some reason why you never had a speck. For real. That shit is too shiny, too smooth. <laughs> Y'all said bald head, baby, Yo, baby ass. He had fake eyebrows and then put all his makeup on. Lana, she looked like she had a shit stain on her face. That was awesome. That was awesome. Yo, that was the streak right there. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Word. But that was awesome. I, I fucked with it. I fucked with it. So The streak. Lana got the streak. That was crazy, man. But yeah. Yo, shout out to Taz for being on AEW on the commentary. Yeah. Fucks with Taz there. You know, um, they also had, like, somebody pointed out him and JR talking about the size of Nala Rose. Hmm. Like, you know, she's a big, you know, she's a big competitor, female competitor. Transgender, I should say. Transgender competitor. And a lot of people say, go with the body shaming. Hmm. Of, like, you know, like, asking of her weight or saying how big she is. They do this with talent. Male or female. They do this with talent. And it's been done before. They call fucking China the ninth wonder of the world because she was a brolic chick. Yeah. Brolic woman, should I say. <laughs> Again, but, man, everybody gets an opportunity to, to be, you know, to take offense to shit. We're in that age where you can't say anything without without it offending somebody. Or possibly it's just crazy, like the somebody. littlest thing. And, you know... I mean, shout to her. I'm not gonna say she can't be offended. It is what it is. Like, honestly, like I don't know. I don't really got much else to say about that. I just felt like it was it was uncalled for. Um, what I did want to ask you was, what what did you think about John Morrison's return? Like, how did you? Did you A lot of people didn't like that either because he just opened the door and like presented himself. He should have been something else. Oh, everybody's like, oh, like I said, like a lot of those type of returns should be. Royal Rumble type shit, especially if we're in the season. But with John Morrison, it just works a little different because he's known as a really good close friend of the Miz. Him, Miz, Zack Ryder, and Dolph Ziggler are all known as really good friends. They have like their own like clique of friends. So it's that that shit works. It's like, oh shit, shit. Is John Morrison on his side? They're gonna be healed. Can you bring in the other two and, like, make this a reality? Like, them together, I think, will be a fucking phenomenal heel faction. They got everything covered within that heel faction. Why not make it something? Well, Miz you guys, seems like he's going that way, too. You know, so. Yeah, you got Zack Ryder there looking like Brother brother Brudai. <laughs> <laughs> when, when fucking uh, Hulk Hogan was in the NWO and he had Brutus the Bar Beefcake with him. He had the Disciple. The disciple. That's Zack Ryder. Oh, That's Zack Ryder right there, my nigga. It's nasty. <laughs> That's him, bro. That's him. 
Um, yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. You know, it's good to see him. I mean, we brought it up last week. Yeah. Like, I'm like, yo, what the fuck is Al Morrison? Like, I thought they were He's right there. He's right there. But, uh, yeah, like, once again, WWE is listening, and here they are, showing love. WWE, bring back the nation of domination. What the fuck? <laughs> um, another thing I wanted to bring up to you. Did Talk you to see CM Punk's post? Oh, when he put out the supposed card for WrestleMania 30? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What do, what do you think of that? Like, um, I mean, Dean Ambrose versus Roman Reigns for the U.S. title is interesting. Because, real. you know, that's CM Punk still being there. Daniel Bryan still being there. Like, that's the most interesting match. And I'm thinking, how would I get there without the that part when they were beefing with Evolution? Because after that, that's when... Um, Seth Rollins turned on the shield like that whole turning on the shield shit was epic like without that like what other epic thing could could come about I don't even know like I don't even know how you get to a Dean Ambrose fucking Roman Reigns feud because everybody wanted Roman to win that fucking Royal Rumble because exactly. it was him and him and Batista at the end you know but it's like it's just CM Punk like like, his character, since he's been back, he's been really, like, dickheadedish. He's been Hollywood Unlock. But he's been, <laughs> he's been kind of, like, just, like, this fucking, like, prick yeah. about his shit. Like, just a real prick about it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, like, fuck these guys type of attitude, whatever. Like, my shit don't stink. Your shit definitely stinks. Your shit smells like I have a piece of your shit on, the, on my nose. <laughs> Oh, That's wow. how much I'm smelling your shit. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, I know eventually we're going to see CM Punk in the ring. Yeah. Um, I could definitely see him being super, super heel. Well, Daniel Bryan wants a match with him at WrestleMania. Yo, Daniel Bryan needs to focus on whatever else he got going on. Like, these guys get on Twitter. I'm sure it was said on Twitter, right? Yeah. I just or read it. Andrew? I just read it. In the, yeah, I just read it in... Uh... One of those blogs and shit. These guys, like, yo, focus. That would be dope, though. Focus. That would be this dope. What, this is what uh, CM Punk, this is why he began on niggas, too. Like, these this guys is like, bro, why are you talking about wrestling CM Punk? He don't even wrestle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I see CM Punk coming back in 2020. Just jumping niggas. Um, I see it. I see him, like, building, like, just this real super heel where he's, like... He's coming out on Raw and SmackDowns for like a whole month and change before he even steps in the ring and wrestles somebody. Because um, he's doing a lot of talking right now. I think he's going to continue doing a lot of talking. Get him to somebody's skin. I was seeing how backstage is having some real sick, nasty numbers. And but this is a CM show. Punk hasn't been on it. So he's coming back on, I believe it was January 21st. Yeah, yeah. So, you want to see how them jump? Yeah, them, them but I feel like, jump. but think about it, like their last, their last joint was on New Year's Eve. You know what I'm saying? Like the and and then they air at eleven o'clock at night. Like who's going to Fox Sports Channel at eleven o'clock at night? Unless there's a fucking game, a West Coast game on. Yeah, that's true. You know that, and that's just like you know that us being on the East Coast talking. I, I feel like they're not there for that show for it to have millions of viewers or whatever it is. It's just it's just a sports big show that they can have about WWE there, you know, and get like those people that like the stats and all that shit to watch that shit. 
Uh, other than that, oh, I don't know if I told you or if you saw this, but Vince McMahon is getting sued. They were saying that, uh, so on December 26th in Delaware. Talk to me. The court by Oklahoma Firefighters Pension Fund. So basically, um, these, uh, these, these, these controllers of some stocks for the Firefighters Pension Fund, they believe that Vince McMahon and other senior WWE officials are violating their duties to investors by using WWE resources to fund XFL. I'll be fucking mad too, bro. So they're also saying that the WWE board members may have failed to ensure that McMahon would not engage in transactions that conflict with WWE's interests in relates to XFL. <clears throat> so basically they're saying that the money that they should be going in. into WWE is going, is going into XFL. The intention, the resources are going more into XFL than WWE. Oh. Which is a pretty funny lawsuit to have. I mean, I know yeah. Vince McMahon is investing mad money that shit into sound, XFL. Yo, that should sound like the fucking movie Ben Stiller and Eddie Murphy did. Tower Heist. <laughs> What's that about? About this one dude who was who basically took everybody's pension from the building he owns, right? And then put it into a stock and then the shit plummeted because he went to jail. And nobody has shit left. Damn. Yeah, imagine that shit turn out like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, basically, the XFL has failed miserably before. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Vince lost a lot of money. Yes. Now, while Vince is worth, you know, a billion or some shit. Yeah, over a bill, yeah. Um, He's still investing a lot of money into this XFL. There's still 1,000% chance that the XFL could flop again. And he'll be done. Um, nah, he's not going to be done, but... He won't be done, but it's like, all right. And, I, you know, failure has not ever stopped Vince from doing his thing. He has tried a lot of things within wrestling. And, you know, the fact that he's already lost with XFL and him doing it again just shows that Vince is like, nah, I'm not going to say... I can make this shit happen. We're going to make this shit happen. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, let's see. I mean, it is pretty wack that he's being sued for this, but... I don't know. I don't know how the ruling can, how they can uh, judge. Anything that. can happen. Anything yeah. can happen. It's it's yeah. Any, he just got to yeah. show the paperwork. The paperwork has to match what you're saying. That's it. When it comes to financial stuff like that, the paperwork got to match. Yeah. Well, shout out to the XFL. <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. Yo, NY Guardians, win the fucking chip, bro. Give us something. Did you know? In the twenty years, the first twenty years of this fucking. New new century. We've only won four titles. Who's we? New York, New York. Mm, and this oh, really? Yeah, so the Giants twice. The, the Giants twice. The Yankees twice, because they won in two thousand and then won in two thousand and nine, and that's it. Oh, so you're saying the past twenty years? Yes. Four titles. Four titles. Two from the Yankees, two from the Giants. The state of Massachusetts has won like 16. Fucking ridiculous shit. Between the Red Sox, Patriots, uh, was it Red Sox, Patriots, Bruins, Celtics? 
They've won like 12, 13 championships, bro. Damn. Well, fuck them. That's for sure. I mean, again, 2020, man. We are going to be doing some things, man. Winning some titles. All right, bro. We're gonna, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. I'm not going to say much until it happens, man. But uh, you said you had a song for this week. Yo, word. So, so Jay-Z. So, I have title. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I like to support black excellence. Okay. I could have got Apple. Why not? But I got title. But whatever. Point is, on title, Jay-Z has like a track list of his favorite songs of 2019. There's a lot of a lot of dope songs that came out in 2019. One of those songs is a song called The Box by Roddy, Roddy Rich. Rich. That's pretty fire. <laughs> yeah, they they he he literally made that noise and they threw it on the beat. It's pretty dope. Uh, so I think we should end with that joint. That all shit right. is fun. All right, cool. We'll end with that joint. And this was the first episode of the 20 by 20 in 2020. Hope you guys enjoy. We are your host, Nathan McFly. And it's Brother Woodrow, man. I'm out here. You already know. We out here. 20 fucking 20. SMD. <laughs> From the B. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, please.
I've been moving them out. And steal it with me, then he got the blues in the pouch. Took her to the forest, put the wood in the mouth. Bitch, don't wear no shoes in my house. The pilot I'm flying in, I never wanna fly again. I take my chances in traffic. She sucking no dick, no hands with it. I just made the rolling plane like a landing strip. I'm a 2020 president candidate. I done put a hundred bands on Zimmerman shit. I've been moving real gangsters, so that's why she pick a crit. Shotty call me Chris Cole, cause I pop my shit. Got it out the mud. There's nothing you can tell me. Yeah, when I had a job, South Street wealthy. Yeah, I had the coupe at the lot. Tony for a 12 fuck swap. Buzzing all the bells out the box. I just hit a lick with the box. Had to put the stick in the box. Mm. Pour up the whole damn seal. I'ma get lazy. I got the mojo deals. We been trapping like the 80s. She said the nigga so Got the cash out. Turn on wipe a nigga. Sell my soul, and I can back that. And I really wanna know.